I am a non-tenure track faculty member. I am a non-tenure track faculty member. I am a non-tenure track faculty member. A group of non-tenure track LMU faculty members have issued an open letter announcing their efforts to unionize. I'm Coleman Standifer, and this is Voices of the Newsroom. Non-tenure track faculty last attempted to form a union a decade ago, but that effort failed. This time, the group is aiming for a different result. In their open letter, the group cites, in quotes, gaining job security, living wages, and the rights and protections that we deserve, end quote, as motivation. I talked to Loyolan Editor-in-Chief Amy Carlisle, who first reported on these efforts alongside Enterprise reporter Chris Bennis, for more on this developing story. Amy, let's get right into it because we have a lot to unpack here. First, can we just define some terms? I recall when I was reading your article, there are three types of faculty on campus. Many people don't know that professors are employed under different contracts. Can you break that down for us? Yes. So what our sources shared with us is that there's two categories. There's tenured or tenured track faculty and non-tenured track faculty. Amy, we know that this is the second time in the last 10 years that a, a group of NTT professors have tried to unionize. What makes this time different? That was one of the first questions we asked during all of our interviews is what makes this attempt different than that one? And the most complete answer that we got from everyone we talked to is that this all comes down to Service Employees International Union. They provide legal guidance and anything else that a group might need when they're building a union. And so my understanding is that, that group was a lot more involved 10 years ago to the point where some faculty might have felt like they were leading the union charge and the faculty felt less empowered or they felt like they had less agency. So this time a big priority from the LMU faculty organizers that we spoke to is that they want to be at the center of the action and they want the union to follow their vision and complete their mission and they'll still have SEIU to help them out, but they're taking more of a backseat this time around. So right now, the sentiment is this is an instructor-driven movement. Absolutely. And it always has been, but I think that effort 10 years ago, just from what I've been told, is that maybe they felt a little bit lost in the process. And so this time is a lot more focused on the community on campus. You had a chance to interview some of these professors. What did they say for reasons on a more personal level to why they want to unionize? So I talked to Brian Wish, who is an LMU alum and also an instructor in the English department. And he was talking about how academic work is being turned into gig work, in his opinion. Right. Uh, so instead of having like academic careers, it's like an academic gig that you need to stitch together with other jobs uh, just mm -hmm. to sort of make ends meet. I want to be able to buy a house someday, uh, and uh, it's not looking like that will ever happen unless something changes. What does this look like on a year-to-year -year or contract-to-contract -contract basis? Some of them have been working on this kind of semester-to-semester -semester or year-to-year -year basis for like 10 years straight. They've been in this kind of part-time, non-tenure track limbo for a little while. So in order for this group of individuals to unionize, they have to reach certain milestones. What milestones does this group have to achieve to be successful ultimately in unionizing? 
So in asking about next steps, the faculty we spoke with told us about kind of four primary steps that they have to go through in order to create an official union on campus. The first step is that all the potential members can send in support cards that they sign, and that serves as like signing a petition, and they need 30% support to trigger an official election for the union. In the next step, the National Labor Relations Board has to count all of the support cards, and that's how they verify that all of these signees are real people and real faculty based off of a list that LMU will provide. The next step is that there'll be an election, and it could be by mail or in person. And in that election, a 51% majority decides if a union has been created. That's what establishes the union formally. And then from there, there's going to be a survey, and that's how they determine which specific items the union wants to bargain for. So these are the terms of things they want changed for themselves at LMU. And then in that last step, there's going to be negotiations between the union's bargaining team, and that's with support of SEIU. That's really kind of how they get involved. At the end of all of that, there's going to be a contract that ideally represents interests um, from all sides of the people involved here, from LMU and the union. And we were told that a contract could potentially be agreed on by fall 2024. Okay, and just to be clear, we are on step two. They have produced support cards and provided them to the faculty. Not yet. This is still gathering support right now. My understanding is that they're still gathering more support before that will happen. If they do not get a 51% majority vote of this NTT faculty group, the unionization effort is killed. It's done. That's my understanding of it. But as we saw 10 years ago, doesn't mean it's gone forever because they're back again now trying another time. I think that's all the questions I have for you, Amy. Um, thank you so much for taking the time to sit down. I know you're busy. Editor-in-chief's a big role, but I appreciate it. Yeah, happy to be here. Thanks for having me on. We'll be back next week with another episode. But if you'd like more Loyola before then, like us on Facebook and follow us on X and Instagram, at LA Loyola. Voices of the Newsroom is a Los Angeles Loyola audio production. Opinions and ideas expressed in this podcast are those of individual student content creators and are not those of Loyola Marymount University, its board of trustees, or its student body. This episode was produced by Coleman Standifer, Loyola audio intern, with support from Loyola editor-in-chief Amy Carlisle and enterprise reporter Chris Bennis, and assistant director of student media Kevin O'Keefe. Feedback about this episode can be submitted to editor at We'll see you next week.